All right, so I feel like I feel like it's been weeks, damn near weeks since I banged out another episode, probably because I'm used to maybe dropping like two in one day or just trying to do them as consistent as I can. So I figure I would drop one today while I still had the time. Plus, it was long overdue. It's December now. And this movie will be out before we know it. It will be out January 17th of the new year. So, of course, people, I'm talking about Bad Boys for Life. This movie was long overdue, and there were times where I was so frustrated, I had just gave up on it, but I felt like with all the mentions that Will Smith was making, more so Will Smith, because I feel like the movie couldn't have gotten made without him, first and foremost, and that's no disrespect to Martin Lawrence or anything like that. He's just he's just as big a part of this movie or this series as Will Smith is, but Will Smith has been the the it guy of the two, and he kind of always was, at least for me anyway, Will Smith is more of a blockbuster guy, Martin's, sometimes his movies are hit or miss, and when they miss, they miss badly, Will Smith too, he's not, he's not exempt from that, because he's, he's had some movies that aren't, basically his, his flops aren't as bad as Martin's flops, but the more and more Will Smith was hinting at this movie as the years went on, I, I kind of kept a little glimmer of hope in the back of my mind and in my heart somewhere that this movie would eventually get made. And I've, I've really thought it was a wrap because I told myself that Will Smith's only doing movies where he's either trying to win an Oscar, he's trying to be a part of a universe, or he is trying to save the world. And those last two are kind of, um, they kind of go hand in hand. And I felt like Martin needed this movie more than he did. So when Will, when they when they were posting pictures of the script and said that they went into production, I lost my fucking mind because I said, yo, it's really, really, really happening. And people were doubting it and they were posting set pics and people were still doubting it. But when they said they had wrapped filming and that a trailer was coming soon. Oh, man, I'm, I mean. This these movies are they are probably probably top three buddy cop movies for me personally. Like I'm not really big on the the lethal weapons. Rush Hour's fine, but I think this is eons beyond that uh series. But you know, like I said, Bad Boys for Life will be out January seventeenth, twenty twenty. And that's got the first of all the release date has a lot of people concerned. Because I don't even as a movie buff, I don't know why people dread January release dates. I don't know what what the science is behind that. I don't. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure there've been plenty of movies that came out in January that have done good numbers and been like all types of successes globally, whatever. But the release dates got like a little a lot of people concerned, and I, I'm I'm really not concerned. I feel like you could. You know, you could drop it in the beginning of the year. You could drop. I mean, preferably for me, I, I would drop it um, maybe May or June, maybe July at the latest, just to set the summer on fire for sure. But um, the release date doesn't even really doesn't have me um doesn't have me concerned at all. And um, first of all, let's 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 not get too much into the history of Bad Boys, but. 
just a quick little rundown. The original came out in 1995, and at the time, this the movie was a big deal. Michael Bay behind it, Jerry Bruckheimer, people already know when they link up and get together, magic is going to happen. But for them to get Martin Lawrence and Will Smith, you you had the it guys as far as um black sitcom television went. Fresh Prince, Martin, they were uh the the hottest thing smoking. So to get these two dudes break outside of the I mean the comedy was still there, but to be cops and gritty cops that was catching headshots and just catching bodies left and right and wrecking shit was it, it was major. And I remember when the original Bad Boys came out, I loved the movie and it was weird, but I got accustomed to it really fast. It was weird seeing like like Will Smith uh turn into Mike Laurie and Martin turn into um Marcus Burnett because they were so hardcore in the movie. Yeah, they were goofy as all hell, but they got shit done. And that movie that movie was a success. Uh but I don't know why it took so long, but the the sequel Bad Boys 2 didn't come out until 2003, which I actually went to the theater to see and it's probably top 5 theater experiences I have ever been a part of in my entire life that movie has action sequences that took me back to like uh it, it took me back to moods like terminator 2 or something like that where the action sequences were so prolonged but i wasn't bored at all i'm like damn this is a long ass highway chasing but they shit keeps happening and things keep rolling and the action keeps amplifying so it kept everybody glued to their seats at the edge of their seats and the action was done so well of course michael bay came back for the sequel jerry Bruckheimer came back to produce for the most part the original cast whoever came back except t leone everybody from the original basically came back even the kids came back and um that movie people a lot of people i'm not gonna say a lot of people but i know there's an audience that doesn't like bad boys 2 all that much because they said they took it a little too far they went you know with the corpses and digging into the to find the ecstasy in the corpses uh bodies heads falling off and all this type of shit but i feel like that is the perfect way you do an action sequel you up the ante it's one of the reasons why not not to make comparisons but we are talking action movies here that's one of the reasons why the Fast and Furious franchise is the best for me, because they you you up the ante every single time. You gotta go batshit nuts. You gotta throw everything against the wall, see what sticks, see what doesn't. <clears throat> but so that brings me to Bad Boys for Life. Um and the title kind of kind of makes me think that this might be the last one. I know there were rumors that they were going to do a fourth one after this, but I feel like if they kept this one off the right way and they're calling it Bad Boys for Life, this could definitely be the last one. Would I like to see another one? It depends on how this how this plays out. But the way that the trailer's looking, which is what I'm gonna really uh, break down a little bit and talk about in this episode, is you know the way the trailer's looking, it looks promising. So I while it does depend on if the third one is good i would want another one probably if the third one doesn't deliver like i want it to because i would feel like they could do a fourth one and cap it off on some lethal weapon type of stuff that a weird thing about this movie was that michael bay didn't come back i think jerry bruckheimer is back producing but you have two new directors it's a there are two guys named adil l arby I'm, I'm really hoping I'm saying I always struggle with these with certain people's names in these episodes. Please forgive me. And the other director is Bilal Fala. Now, these guys, 
and hold up, let me just say that the script is written by some guy named Chris Bremner and Joe Joe Carnahan. Now, if anybody knows the history with Joe Carnahan and Bad Boys for Life, back when it was Bad Boys 3, Joe Carnahan was actually supposed to direct. Now, if anybody doesn't know who he is, he's director of Smoke and Aces. I think he directed Smoke and Aces uh, 2. He's done like some straight to DVD action movies. He's done Narc. I don't know which other ones he's done. I know Smoke and Aces is an underrated gem. So when they said that he was going to he was attached to direct Bad Boys 3, I was all for it because I was sold off Smoke and Aces alone. I didn't have to see a sequel or see any of his any of his other uh, bodies of work um, because of the way he directed actors and he directed action in Smoke and Aces. I was on board and I think he was writing a script for it back then too. But all of a sudden, you know, when they were going through development hell, um, he all of a sudden dropped out of the project. I was kind of pissed off about that. But these two directors, these new guys, uh, judging by the two trailers we got, they get it. I feel like they get the gist of what made the first two movies, especially the second movie, um, what made those movies special as far as the comedic timing, um, the way the action scenes look like they're thrown together. Because this this uh, this sequel that's coming looks like it does pretty good with action. And they didn't even really give us... They gave us just enough. And I feel like we'll get a final trailer, but I don't think we really need one. I'm, I was really sold on the first one. And the second one was just straight up nostalgia and goosebumps all, all around. But um, as far as this plot... This plot is one of the reasons why I think Will Smith finally decided to come back for this movie. I feel like he was on the fence, like, yeah, man, you know, I'm doing DC and all these sci-fi movies now, trying to win Oscars. But I feel like the fact that the plot is kind of solely about Mike Laurie is the reason why Will Smith came back. Not only is he top villain, but the plot is centered around him. You have somebody who is trying to kill him uh throughout this uh throughout this movie and one of the things my cousin shout out m right one of the things my cousin pointed out to me that didn't even cross my mind was you know how y'all out there know how third entries are tied into the first one and you have some type of revelation some type of reveal whatever um my cousin pointed out to me that what if the guy that is trying to kill mike Lowry in this movie is related to fouché from uh i can't even i don't even remember that actor's name who played fouché the main villain of uh, Bad Boys 1. And that would be really, really dope if, if it was somebody like a relative or his son or something like that who was trying to get revenge on Mike Lowry for, for murdering his father at the end of um Bad Boys 1. So I think that's I think that'd be a pretty cool tie-in. But this plot really it, it is about him. They say it in the you don't get it in the first trailer, but in the second trailer you see um uh Will Smith's getting into like a SUV or something and somebody drives past on a motorcycle and just sprays it up and he lets uh he lets uh, Martin Lawrence know that somebody's trying to kill him. Um, that's that's also, I mean, it's good. It's good that the stakes are higher. You know, it's it's somebody purposely targeting one of the bad boys, one of the one of the people that we love that we can't see die in any of these movies. I think that's I think that's a good angle. I, I honestly didn't know what the plot was going to be. I personally wanted the plot to be. Um, either i thought they were going to bring gabrielle union back but she got a spinoff with a tv show i think jessica alba was in it shit looks weak but i thought they were either going to kill her character off in part three or they were going to have something involved in one of the martin lawrence kids in the movie um 
speaking of the kids, we, we got some things here that we, you know, we don't see the kids in the trailer. We don't see uh, Marcus Burnett's kids. We don't see Teresa Randell. All we get is uh, Marcus saying he's retiring again, which is fine. But I kind of feel like they should have did a different like a different subplot with him because it's been done before in Bad Boys 2. That was the main thing. I'm retiring. This was best for me and my family. So when he says it in the trail, I'm kind of just like, this again. It's a small con, but it's a con nonetheless. I just I wish it was a different, you know, a different narrative with that whole thing. But we, like I said, we don't see the kid. We don't see his kids. We don't see Teresa Randell playing Teresa, his wife. But we do see this new woman. Now, I don't know if she is playing Teresa in the movie and Teresa Randell just didn't come, come back and they recasted her. Or I don't know if he got remarried. For, for the most part, it looks like he's remarried because there's a scene in the trailer where Will Smith's kind of smiling at his partner watching him slow dance with this new woman that he's with. And I feel like he probably got remarried and they introduced this new woman or something like that. And it would be it would be crazy shit if they introduced a new wife or new fiance, girlfriend, whatever for Marcus Burnett and she ends up dying. I think that would give him more motivation in the movie to just be angry or something like that. Um... Some other things we get in the trailer, we we get, first of all, let me point out that the first part of the first trailer we got is pure genius. You get a shot that looks just like Michael Bay directed it. It's clean, it's crisp, it's, it's damn near flawlessly done. And what it is, is Will Smith, it's a slow motion shot spinning around the car. You see Marcus, uh, you see Mike Laurie get out the car. Then you see a passenger side door open and you know Marcus is getting out and he slams the door into a fire hydrant. And then, you know, they have a joke. He's like, you can get that buffed out. And then Mark or Mike is just like, no, you can get that buffed out. That is an actual scene, people, that was taken from the bloopers of Bad Boys 2. Uh, they were filming. <laughs> and they were getting out the car. I think it was the scene where they were confronting Gabrielle Union after the high speed chase. And Martin Lawrence really opened up the door too hard and he slammed it on like a, I don't think it was a fire hydrant. It was some type, something he slammed the car door on and Michael Bay snapped and Martin was just kind of like, yeah, my bad, my bad. He talks about it in the commentary. If you had a DVD, you can listen to it in commentary. You can, um, you can see it on the blooper reel. It's funny as shit, but the fact that they incorporated that in the movie is genius. I hope that that scene is in the movie. Because we all know there are scenes that they put in movies where or scenes that they put in trailers that are never in the movies and they they don't even make it into like the deleted scenes when they drop the DVD. Hopefully that's in there. Um, the action in here and I will I will be honest. I had to watch the trailer a couple times to remember what this movie was and remember what the previous two movies were. Now, I say that because I'm spoiled as shit, y'all. I really am. And if y'all have been listening with me for these past two months or so, then y'all know I'm a diehard Fast and Furious fan. I know I keep bringing it up, but as far as like action goes, I feel like if you're not topping that, then what's the point of doing it? But I have to remember that these are not Fast and Furious movies. These are way more grounded in reality than those movies are. Even with the crazy hijinks of the second one, it's still grounded in reality for the most part. So the action scenes like... There's a scene at the end of the trailer where Will Smith is on a motorcycle and he slams it into the back of a like a flatbed and he runs along the flatbed and jumps on a helicopter ladder and grabs it while something's exploding in the background. And I had to watch it. I'm just like, 
well, why do you know? Why didn't he do something crazier than that? Or why didn't he pull a helicopter down like like The Rock just did at Hobbs versus Shaw? But I had to stop for a second and I had to remind myself, like, listen, you can't compare these this franchise to that franchise. So be fair. I feel like I have to be completely 100 percent fair with the movie. So therefore, let me just say the action, the action does look good. Here's um, there are scenes in the trailers where they're driving through a shopping mall. There's a car chase with that same car. There's a scene at the end of the second trailer where I think they shoot down a helicopter and it goes spiraling in this building that they're in, just barely missing their heads in a staircase. And I feel like this this action is going to be a little I'm not going to say a little more over the top, but I feel like this action is going to be really crazy and I feel like it just might put a um, it might put a stop to like all the naysayers and disbelievers who are just like, oh, this movie's not going to work because they're out here, man. Bad Boys does have his audience, but it has his haters for sure. But I, I feel like that the action also, I feel like that that, that motorbike chase looks like they're getting chased by a bunch of goons with machine guns and shit. So there's a scene where I feel like the the, the motorbike detaches somehow because it's like a two-seater it's a motorcycle it's, it's kind of like the adam west batman type of thing where it's a seat for robin and martin lawrence is in that seat but he's got a turret gun on it and at the end of <laughs> at the end of one of these trailers will smith spins this motorbike around and while he spins it around they're both screaming or just making these crazy faces and Martin is letting this turret gun off and then the trailer goes off. That shit gives me goosebumps every time I watch it. And I feel like when I posted that picture, of course it was behind the scenes photo. You can see there that the, the motorcycles on a track and it looks kind of strange, but people were talking shit about it when I posted it, man. And I, I kept faith in it because I said, I've never seen them do that in a bad boys movie. And I also feel like that was a good nod to the scene in bad boys 2 where will smith i think he's driving a porsche carrera or something like that i'm not sure but he's driving this fly ass car and he spins out and he lets off that street sweeper and then he's like now show me a badge i feel like that we're going to get a scene like that with that um that motorcycle um turret scene Another thing that seems like it's working here is the comedy. The comedy seems like no matter how old these two dudes get, they have natural chemistry, like as friends and not just two people playing these cops on screen. Like Martin Lawrence and Will Smith, the way they the way that they've always bounced off of each other on screen is is amazing. Even in the bloopers, um, interviews, whatever it may be, these dudes just they just got it. And I feel like no matter how, even if the last one did come out in 2003 and we waited this long for the movie, I feel like it'll be worth it because they know they know the fan base. They know they know that us fans, they know what we want. They know the type of jokes we want. They know the way we we want the jokes to land. Like there's a, there, there, there's a scene where they're walking off, just casually walking off and somebody's body slams on a car behind them. And Martin's or Martin's snapping and he's just like, this is my wife's car. And Will Smith is just like cover the front and he just leaves him out there with the dead body. And Martin's calling. He's I think his wife's calling. He's like, she always knows it's shit like that. Like there could be a death happening or somebody dies and it doesn't matter before or after. It could be comedy that just lands in these movies. And that's one thing that has always worked. Strangely enough, you know, you don't want to. <laughs> it's crazy because 
while some movies don't really want to i want to say make a joke or glorify the deaths per se this gets away with it and like a lot of good buddy cop movies kind of do but there's there's just a certain type of magic that these movies have where something really terrible (laughs) awful downright terrifying is happening and there's just jokes injected into that scene into that frame that that lands so perfectly which balances these movies out with good action and good comedy good drama like it all 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 the elements that they try to use work and with these two trailers i feel like it's looking like um it's working pretty well now that being said I, i i do i do have some concerns and i feel like i'm justified in those concerns in a way one of my biggest concerns is I, I'll go back to that Michael Bay shot that I was talking about in the first trailer that's spinning around the spinning around the sports car while the two are getting out. And it looks just like a Michael Bay shot. They've even got the shot where the two of them get up off the ground and stand up and the camera is, sl- is, is slowly uh, rotating around them both. You had that in the original movie. That was a classic shot. You had it in um, the second movie where Martin Lawrence gets the phone call about his sister, he says shit just got real, the camera pans around him uh, real slow. You get that shot again. That's epic. Now, with that being said, I don't know if these two directors, from what I've seen, they're doing a good job with these uh, with, with this movie. With the trailers, the, the action looks great. Everything looks great. But when I see this movie in full, I'm, I'm not sure if these two directors... First of all, I don't know what they've done prior to this. I should have looked it up before I did this episode, but I don't know if these two directors are going to leave their stamp in the Bad Boys series. It sh- should this be the last one? If they're going to cap it off and leave their directorial stamp, or if they're just going to just, you know, they they went to the Michael Bay school of 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 directing. Like I don't know if they're going to just straight up rip Michael Bay shots throughout the whole movie. Because sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You know, when you step into the shoes of something like this, um, I, I, I feel like that not only are they big shoes to fill, but if it's if you're new to it, if you're new on the ship, then you have to be able to leave your own mark. You have to be able to leave your own stamp on the series. It kind of it reminds me of. Um, Halloween and Halloween 2, you know, Rick Rosenthal, I know it's not action, but I say that to say Rick Rosenthal stepped into the shoes of a giant and he had to he had to keep it so John Carpenter that it was basically the same movie, you know, because it takes place right after. This is something different because it's been it's been a long time since the last movie. So I'm really hoping that they don't just try to recreate Michael Bay everything. You know, I hope they don't try to recreate the way Michael Bay directs his actors, the way he directs his scenes. But I, I, I want that that nostalgia at the same time. I'm, I'm kind of torn on it, man. I really am. But I just want to be able to say, damn, those two dudes came in and they stood out in a way. They paid homage to what Michael Bay did for these first two movies. But they will forever be known for making Bad Boys for Life their own movie while paying those respects. So hopefully that. Hopefully that play is out to be good. And another thing is this 
this writing now the guy chris bremner i don't know what what he's worked on before i do trust joe carnahan um but i i don't want there there's a um i, I can't remember the name of the younger group that uh the captain puts uh will smith with and he's like you know they're a boy band or something like that and they got a lot of cheesy one-liners they try to do the bad boy song that and, they, and they're messing it up the whole time which is a funny ass part at the end of the trailer uh the first trailer but i don't you know i don't want bad dialogue from them like i don't want some 21 jump street type shit i don't want no pop culture references 24 7 honestly with these new uh these younger kids um being a part of the team i really want them to get wiped out <laughs> i really do i know vanessa hudgens is is one of them i don't know who the other guys are the one guy kind of looks like uh, the kid who played, um, God damn it, what is his name? One of the kids looks like the kid who played David Spade's son on Grown Ups 2. But I don't know if he's that if he's that big or not. I'm not sure. But I really would I wouldn't mind a scene where they all get killed, where they think they're just going to go in and wreck shop and they just all get murked, you know, from uh, whoever these whoever these goons are hunting the hunting down uh, the bad boys. But uh, yeah, that's what like the writing has to be on point. I mean, I already know the interaction, the way that Marcus and Mike are written is going to be on point. Every and the captain, of course, is going to he, he's always on point. All he has to do is flip out, say a shitload of cuss words and just be the captain. That's what he does. That's that actor's great at it. But I'd, I outside of the main characters, I, I kind of do want the writing to be good. And while other people might be like, oh, well, who gives a shit? We're going to see bad boys. But it's like. I want to be able to care about other people in the movie because I already know I'm I'm invested in uh, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith's characters. But it'd be nice to care about other characters on on not just not that same level, but, you know, I don't know. Hopefully the kids and Teresa Randell make a cameo or something like that in it. But um, this this movie, I, I have a lot of faith in it. I really do, man, because uh, a lot of the times you when people wait years and years and years a decade plus to make sequels it kind of scares me like it doesn't always have to be action you get movies like dumb and dumber 2 we got coming to america 2 coming out soon um zoolander 2 when you make movies like that it's really hit or miss it's a big 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 risk but I feel like this is well oiled enough to where this is more than likely going to succeed because it's not like it's we're making the second bad boys movie. This is the third one. It's already set in stone. The foundation's already laid. It's just up to the way this movie is executed to be great. Now, will it be better than bad boys too? Like I said, those are big shoes to fill, but I feel like it could at least maybe, maybe just maybe be on the same level as bad boys too and i i say that because they've got you know of course you got the car chase scenes it depends on where they take these car chase scenes um you got the helicopter spinning out in the uh in the in the building you got will smith jumping off a ladder you got them doing the batman and robin thing on a motorcycle with a turret shoot letting the turret off motors motorbike chases all types of shit you got going on here shootouts everything so Another thing, I feel like the runtime will make or break these action scenes because that was one thing about Bad Boys 2 I appreciated was Michael Bay can make a long ass movie, but he will make those action scenes worth it. Now, regardless of whether people like his Transformers movies or not, 
he will give you an action scene that will keep you glued. Uh, now, people can say what they want about Michael Bay. I think he's one of the greatest action directors of all time. I feel like Michael Bay, like I said, man, I'll say it again. I feel like he 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 brought me a sense of Terminator 2-like action in Bad Boys 2 with that highway chase scene. It reminded me of T-1000 um, chasing John Connor with Terminator on their heels. It's like, it was just relentless. It was relentless. It was it was nonstop. It was ongoing. It kept you glued. It kept you in the scene as if you were really there. And I, that's one of the reasons I appreciated Bad Boys 2 was the, how long it was. And I wasn't bored at, in a single part in the movie at all. I'm still not bored. I could still watch it all the way through and just be, be just as entertained as I was the first time I watched it. So I feel like this movie should probably have the same runtime as Bad Boys 2, but longer, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm asking for too much. I'm not sure. But nonetheless, people, I do. I don't I don't care about the, you know, the people scared about the January release date. I feel like you can release a movie anytime you want and it would be perfectly fine. The January release date doesn't scare me at all. I, I have like my cons and my concerns, as y'all can see, are really small compared to any other movie that I've been talking about that's about to come out. Um, and I, I I feel like if I really do want this movie to, to 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 be a success, like not just a financial. I want this to be a great. A greatly made film all around, because at, in my heart, I, I would love for them to make six bad boys movies. But I know that I know that's not going to happen. I feel like it took this long to get part three made. I feel like they they might make it so special that we won't need another one. Now, this is something I didn't even mention, which I should have, because I'm actually about to wrap this up. I'm wondering. I don't even think they would be that ballsy enough to kill off Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. But would it how many people out there, if y'all are listening, how many people would be upset if they cap this trilogy off by killing Marcus Burnett and Mike Laurie, but in like a old Western cowboy, true bad boys fashion, like, would y'all be pissed about that? I, I probably would. I probably would. The fact that I do kind of low key want a part four after this, I would be pissed off, but I feel like if they did it the right way, it could work. But I, you know, I don't, like I said, I don't think they're that ballsy enough. Plus, I don't think that they waited this long and took the time out of their lives and their busy ass careers, especially Will Smith with all the shit he's got going on on screen. I mean, he just did Aladdin, for God's sakes, which which is statistically the biggest movie of his career, which is crazy. And I still haven't seen the shit yet, but I, I don't think they brought them. They waited this long and they brought them back after all this time after fans been aching for another bad boys movie just to kill them off i'm just throwing shit out there people just to you know kind of kind of get my brain working because i am interested to see uh what this what's deeper in in this plot like i want to know who the people are that who the guy is that's trying to kill um mike i want to know who what what happened with martin lawrence's marriage what happened with his kids what happened with his sister What's the captain got going on are they going to bring back jojo the tire man are we going to get a cameo from t leone who knows? Find out on the next episode of I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. It's just me just throwing stuff out there, just wondering, you know, what's what this movie is going to be hitting for. But basically, people I, like like I said, I, I have I have faith in the movie. I do. Trust me. And if the movie is 
uh, either way, you guys will get my review for it next month when it comes out. But in the meantime, I guess I'll just keep watching the trailers over and over and over, which is what I do because I break them down frame for frame. I piece them together. That's that's just what I do. This is kind of a shorter episode than I had planned. I kind of really planned to get all it's really in depth into this for y'all. But I think I got as in depth as I could. And the fact that the trailer's been out for so long and I, I waited so much, time, you know, I waited so long to do it. You know, I, you guys get what the fuck I'm trying to say. I'm just I'm rambling over here because I'm actually trying to I'm trying to get more episodes out here for y'all. I'm trying to reach to like maybe 100 episodes and then do like a Q&A or something like that. I'm not sure. But, of course, people, yours truly, Romero Tudor. It's another episode of Tudor Reviews in the can. Shout out to Anchor for giving me this platform. And shout out to the other platforms you can catch this podcast on. Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, and whatever else they put me on. They show me a lot of love, man. And shout out to the listeners. Almost at 100 listens. That's a big deal for me. I know it's a small thing, you know, in a world that we live in where... You know, people are like, 100 listens, man. I have 17 million subscribers and a thousand trillion listens on YouTube or something like that. Like, and we live in a world like that. But, you know, I appreciate the little things. So being almost at like 100 listens and different percentages of people in different parts of the world uh, listen to me and people supporting me who I don't even know who they are. That's uh, that's really that's really uh, magic to me. So shout out to the listeners, the fans. Whoever that's supporting Tudor Reviews podcast, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Romero Tudor, and I have a group, movie group on Facebook, The Cinemaniacs. Y'all can check it out if y'all want to. We talk about movies, video games, TV shows, anything. Not anything. Not anything. Let me let me let me backtrack. Not anything. Let's keep it cinema based. Let's keep it respectful. But we're wild as shit in there. You know, we we're very opinion based people. But Again, people, another episode of Two Reviews in the Can. I'll catch y'all on the next one.